we're going to be kind of talking about God's ways. God does things in unusual ways that doesn't always make sense to us. And kind of the basis for um, everything we're going to talk about is in Isaiah 55. So if you have your Bible, go ahead and turn over to Isaiah 55. And we're going to read verses 8 and 9. It's in the Old Testament if you're looking for it. Isaiah 55, uh, 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So, you know, a lot of times when things happen, um, we don't, and we don't understand why, uh, you know, sometimes we question, we say things like, you know, that's not how I would do it. You know, maybe God did it a certain way and we, we think, well, that's not how I would do it or we don't understand or it just doesn't make sense. Whenever things don't make sense like that, you can always think back to these scripture and remember that God's ways are not our ways. And they're, he sees things in a way that we can't. And uh, if, if we could see it that way, our brain would probably explode. Um, so I wanted to share a, another story that happened in the Old Testament that to me is just really unusual. So go over to Numbers 21, the book of Numbers. It's the fourth book in the Old Testament. And we're going to Numbers chapter 21. Numbers chapter 21. And this is the story of um, someone with the uh, the children of Israel, and uh, this is when they're they've already been delivered. Uh, what is happening? My dog's playing. Oh, okay, sound like someone was being eaten. I was just making sure. Um, so this is after God's already delivered the people out of uh, of Egypt. And so this is when they're in the wilderness and they're wandering around. And in Numbers 21, verse 4, I'm just going to read some verses and then we'll kind of talk about it. It says, From Mount Or they set out by the way to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the people became impatient on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Uh, some versions may say they grumbled against God and Moses. And it says, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there's no food and no water, and we loathe this worthless food. Verse 6, And the Lord sent fiery or poisonous serpents or snakes among the people, and they bit the people so that many people of Israel died. And the people came to Moses and said, We've sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed for the people. And the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent and set it on a pole, and everyone who is bitten, when he sees it, shall live. So Moses made a bronze serpent, and he set it on a pole. And if a ser serpent bit anyone, he would look at the bronze serpent and live. So what we see here in just this story is we have the people of Israel, and they're just straight out complaining. Um, they are, they're basically telling God, that God, your deliverance isn't good enough. Uh, your provisions aren't cutting it because he's sending them manna from heaven while they're traveling and they're complaining about it. This, this food's disgusting. It's not as good as a steak would be, which I might get a steak if I was still in Egypt as a slave. Um, and they're actually wanting to go back into slavery. 
and you might think, well, that's kind of stupid, right? Well, that was their comfort zone. That's what they felt the most comfortable was in this, this it, being in a slave state. Um, and this complaining against God and, and talking um, against him and the person that God chose to be his representative, which is Moses, because they were complaining against God and Moses, they were sinning. Uh, that was a straight out sin. And so what God does is he sends judgment on them. Um, and you might say, well, why does he send judgment? And the reason he does that is because God is just. God is a just God and sin has to be punished um, because he's a just God. But then the people, um, you know, so God sends these snakes. And if anyone, y'all know me pretty well, what do I, what's the only good snake? A dead snake. A dead snake. That's right. The only good snake is a dead snake. Snakes are uh, are evil. They're used of Satan, um, and so they realize what's going on, and so they go to Moses and they're like, "Please, you know, our bad. We shouldn't have done that. We realize it was the sin. In fact, it says that we've sinned. So there's a moment where they're admitting their sin, and so now. Uh, God's not only a just God, but he's also a merciful and loving God. So he now provides a method of deliverance, another method of it. He's already delivered them from slavery. Now he's delivering another, another method of deliverance from these snakes. So his method is a little bit different than how I would do it. Because how I would do it with these snakes is I would kill all the snakes, right? Like, that makes sense, doesn't it? Right? Yes. Just kill them. Get rid of them. Because they're the problem. They're the ones causing the problem. So kill them. Get rid of the issue. Get rid of the problem. Um, but that's not what God does. God doesn't choose to take the problem away. And I want you to see that. It's very important that you understand that, that God didn't take the problem away, but he, de he, off he offered a way for them to be delivered from it. Um, he, he still had to judge the sin and there was still consequences for the sin, but he provides healing and he provides life by following and, and believing in his promise. So his promise was, listen, if you, if you make this bronze serpent and put him on a pole, and if you're bit by a snake and you look to that and believe that it'll heal you, then you'll be healed and you're delivered and you'll live. Because in order to look on that, you've got to believe it works, right? And so he's giving them an option. He's saying, listen, you can look, you can believe, and you can live, or you don't believe it works, you don't look toward it, and you die. So that was God's, uh, that was God's way of delivering his people. Now, to me, that doesn't make sense. To me, it's kill the snakes, and the problem's gone, right? But God decided not to do that. Now... Turn over to John chapter 3. John 3, that's the fourth book in the New Testament. John 3, verse 14, 314, it says, I'm going to read you verses 14, 15, and 16. It says, and as, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so now Jesus is referring back to the story in the book of Numbers, because the people would know exactly what he was talking about. It says, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, 
whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And this is the verse that everybody knows. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So Jesus refers to himself this, as, as this, the way that Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, that he has to be lifted up. So there's two, there's two things to look at with lifted up. He was lifted up on the cross for our sins, and he was lifted up when he was raised from the dead. So God's way to deliver people, to deliver us, and rescue us from sin and to have a right relationship with God is to send his son to take on the judgment for our sin. Because remember, God's just and he has to judge sin. So, and anyone who will look to him and believe, they will be saved. So again, it, it, if it's me, if I'm thinking, okay, how do I save the people and deliver them from sin and, and provide a way for them not to sin anymore? Well, my first thing is kill the devil, right? Kill the devil, get rid of sin, and, and get rid of all evil. And guess what? We're all good now, right? That would be my plan. Get rid of the hard stuff. And let's do it the easy way. But God's way is to provide a way. Remember back in Numbers, God provided a way. He said, listen, you can either, you can get, you're going to get bit by a snake because of, there's going to be judgment for sin. But you can live if you look to the promise that I gave you. And now Jesus is saying that I will be lifted up and you have to look to me and believe in me and you will be saved and delivered and you'll have life. See, God provides a way and, and Jesus says of himself in John 14 that Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the father except through Jesus. So, and again, he allows the people to have a choice. He says, listen, you can either believe and be rescued and, and have, and be reconciled with the father through what I did. I'm providing it for you. I'm taking on uh, the judgment of sin and I'm providing a way for you to be, uh, to have eternal life. Or you don't believe and you'll die. Jesus says, come, God says, believe. And the Holy spirit is who does the urging and convicts us, and then we have to believe and surrender to God. So that was the that's that's basically the whole thing that I want to talk about tonight about just how God's ways aren't our ways. And this was a story in the Old Testament of how God decided to deliver His people in a way that was unique, in a way that was different, and how Jesus. Uh, you know, some people might say, well, well, why not just get rid of evil? Instead, God says, well, here's a choice. You can follow me or not. And so uh, just wanted to have a quick prayer, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit about some upcoming events, and then uh, we'll be done. So let's, let's pray. God, I thank you so much for these students who are on uh, with us tonight. I pray that you'll bless them for being with us. I just thank you so much for the gift and the common grace of the of the internet of applications like Zoom that we can meet together and we can share a word from from your word.
And I just thank you that your ways are not our ways. I thank you that you don't think like I do because everything would be totally screwed up if you thought like I did. And I am so thankful that uh, your ways are above our ways. And uh, Father, I just pray that in this time where it, we may be confused as to why things are happening a certain way and why this virus is happening and why we're stuck in our house and why people are losing their lives and businesses are shutting down. I just pray, Father, that through it all, that we can see your plan and your purpose. And God, that, um, that we'll just, that we'll trust in you and the way that you're doing things and that we will be open to seeing what you want us to learn in this time. Because God, we know that you don't, that nothing is wasted with you. And that for whatever reason, we're going through this and we're being separated so that we can uh, learn something, God. And whatever it is, I pray that we won't be distracted by so many distractions that we have that instead we'll focus on you, that we'll turn off you know, our, our social media for a little while, that we'll quit looking at things that distract us from you and that we'll focus on you and that we'll uh, take advantage of this time where everything's quieted down, everything is not as busy as it normally is, and then we can focus on you and your goodness. And we ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. amen.